I want to welcome everybody to a, another In My Feels episode. This one I'm going to dive in on uh, a couple of more um, uh, emotions that fall under the love and fear spectrum. I'm also going to talk about that new TV show Squid Game, which is honestly a brilliant show based on human psychology. I'm not going to give away any spoilers or try not to. So if you haven't seen it, see it, please. It's amazing in the weirdest, darkest kind of truthful way, weirdly. Uh, so as always, you know, I'd love to hear some more from you guys. So I'm going to put a link in the description of, I'd love, you know, some feedback on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review. I'd love to invite some more guests on, really dive deep into human psychology and, and how everyone's feeling and everything else. Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. I'll, I'll put it all in the description anyway. So um, as, as always, you know, thoughts, feelings, emotions, conditioning, everything on the inside creates your outside exterior. So my question for you guys is how are you feeling right now in this moment? And again, you know, take your time, relax with it. I guess it could be one focus, it could be one meditation, as, as, as it is. Um, really understand how you're feeling, you know. Question your feelings, why are you feeling that way? And really dive in on it, you know. And I, I kind of want to set a challenge this week too. It kind of popped into my head the other day about maybe asking someone who you no normally wouldn't ask how they are feeling. And really dive deep in on the truthful aspect of how you're feeling. And really start and spark a conversation. I think that's something that we as a human society don't do enough of. And I know the pandemic was supposed to bring us closer together. But in, in essence, it's brought us further apart. Because our collective consciousnesses have been isolated. Or, you know, during lockdown and wearing masks. And you can't really see emotions. And everything's kind of digitalized. So, of course, the, the collective consciousness is going to reflect that on the whole. And how am I feeling? I am honestly tired. Not tired of like tired of life type of thing. I'm genuinely just physically tired. My daughter's on a growth spurt. So for, for people who don't know what those are, it's when babies physically grow. So at certain mile points, milestone points or age points, they grow at certain uh, certain times, like physically grow. And during that window, pretty much everything's out the window in terms of sleep, in terms of behavior, in terms of everything else. She's pretty well behaved anyway, but the sleep has been, uh, over the last week, pretty hard to kind of deal with. And I'm pretty regimented on her sleep, and she's a great sleeper usually. And this week has just kind of been a bit of a mad one. You know, she's been waking up at 3 a.m. and then 4 a.m. then 5 a.m. and crying for mommy and daddy and everything else. And it's been a, and it's messed with my sleep pattern and I'm training for a marathon and everything else. So kind of everything is collectively coming together as one. And it's a strange thing because I mean, you know, my wife's super tired as well. Obviously the baby's going through what she's going through and it's kind of everyone's affected by that in, in our household and it's adding to the collective consciousness. And then for the first time ever yesterday in LA, it rained, which it hasn't rained literally this whole year I feel like and my daughter was like oh my god rain and she got to experience it and I took her outside and and she had a great time and I was like well as I say before in collective consciousness nothing is a coincidence so everything I feel the weather is reflecting I'm not saying I am the master of the weather or but I'm adding to the collective consciousness and people I've spoken to in LA have been like oh man because it's been such a hot summer and you know there's been a bunch of fires and it's been super dry and and i was explaining to my daughter that you know when it rains the water is drinking 
uh, when it rains, the earth is drinking. And she was like, wow, look at that. The earth is drinking. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is so great. And, and then I realized that we're all part of this collective consciousness. And so we're all adding to the concept of, you know, our thoughts and feelings are creating this, you know, the, the, the dark clouds. I'm not saying it's necessarily negative at all. It's, for me, it was positive, very positive. I love the rain. I'm from UK, you know, and at no point in the UK when I was like, oh, it rains all the time. I, I was like, this is great. I love the rain. We love water, you know, what fresh water. This is great. We need it. The earth needs it. And, and and it's funny because at the same time, I'm kind of rereading book three of Conversations with God, which talks about, kind of dives really in on the spectrum of children. And usually when I have these type of things in my life, there's something that pops up as a, as a message, which is kind of vindication that I'm on the right path or I'm, I'm kind of where I'm supposed to be and, and I'm kind of tapping into the awareness of that. And it's funny because uh, over the last, I say week or so, my daughter's been doing this thing of, of she's been feeling a little upset and she'll say, you know, dad, I'm upset because we talk about our feelings. I say, it's okay. And I acknowledge them. And that's one thing as adults, we don't do enough of is acknowledge our feelings and then speak about our feelings and why we're feeling those things. That's why I was kind of setting the challenge of asking someone how they're feeling and then letting go of, how, you know, of a kind of resistance of how you feel and open up. That was kind of where I was getting to with that point. But she started saying to me, you know, can I go to my room and cry? And my, my eagerness or my, my adultness was like, no, why? Why would you do that? But then I, I stepped back and I listened to her and she's, you know, I, I feel like crying. And I was like, of course you can. So she went to her room, had a little cry. And I came out and I said, are you okay? Are you ready to come out yet? And she said, no, dad, I'm not. I said, okay. She had a lovely little cry. I came back in. Are you ready to come out? Would you like a hug? She said, yes, I'm ready to come out. And that was the end of that. I was like, wow, this it was such a beautiful use of emotion or expressing her emotions. And she's not even two yet. And it, and it really taught me something of how, not now I'm not, but how I used to be so resenting my feelings, like resenting the way I felt without acknowledging them and, and, and in, not enjoying them, but, but having awareness of the way I feel and that that awareness of to the way I feel is driving my physical reality. So, and, and the reason why I mentioned the conversation with God book, because he mentions children and he says, you know, uh, I quote, children who are told they're there, don't cry, have a hard time crying as adults. After all, they've been told all their life not to do that. So they repress their grief. And it's that, and the reason why I'm kind of mentioning these things is because we all, we all do it. And, and it kind of makes sense. I used to repress my grief so much. I used to repress my anger. I used to repress my, you know, fear, my love, all of these type of things were repressed. And, and it essentially stems from, from the lack of awareness in childhood and lack of awareness from our parents, us as parents, our parents, 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 parents. And you realize this kind of cycle of, I guess, you know, lack of expression, lack of awareness of our feelings, not being able to communicate or talk about our feelings or, or any of these type of things. And it was a beautiful thing that I'm, I'm reading this book about this thing. And this is exactly what's happening. Could it be that I, you know, I'm tapping into myself even more and I understand the power that I have, I understand that how my daughter has and that our whole collective consciousness as our household, let alone the, 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 you know, the whole entire universe. And conversation goes on again. When children are allowed to express their anger, they bring a very healthy attitude about it to their adult years and therefore usually move through their anger very quickly. 
And again, my daughter says the same thing. I'm angry now. I say, it's okay to be angry. What are you angry about? I would like to know. And then she would explain why. And then she would get over it really quick because children live in the now. They're, they're, they're onto something super quick. There's no dwelling. She won't say to me, oh, remember yesterday when I was crying in my room to let out my emotions? She's, she's onto the next thing. She's onto the now. That's why. They, they, they manifest things so quickly. The difference is, is the energy behind their thought process now is not as intense as, you know, for the, for the, for the things they want. For example, she would watch Toy Story and then she would go, oh, Woody. She wouldn't say, I want Woody. She would just say Woody. And then there's me putting two and two together going, okay, well, maybe I'll get her a Woody as a friend, a companion. So I would get her those. And then I put two and two together. She didn't ask me for Woody. She had no resistance to getting Woody. It was an unresisted thought to something she was watching that she liked. So therefore the attraction came to her through Woody or through herself, which came as a physical manifestation of her toy Woody, which she takes everywhere. She won't let, let, let the toy go. And conversation with God continues on, or God, whoever you want to call it, the universe continues on. All babies are born with only two fears, a fear, the fear of falling and the fear of uh, loud noises. And these are true. I mean, as a parent, I see these two kind of parables. They, they don't have any fear. There's no fear. There is no, there's no um, restrictions to their emotions. They're very, very honest. They will tell you the absolute truth. They don't know how to to lie or misplace the truth or do all these type of things. They live completely as a beautiful essence of innocence. And, you know, loud noises, for example, yesterday it thundered and lightning for the, I mean, she's never been aware of thunder and lightning before. I don't think it's ever, I'm sure it's happened, but when she was like a super baby and I said to her, it was the, you know, clouds high-fiving as clouds coming together to, um, you know, let out their frustrations from the hot earth and from, and the rain releasing the temperature and everything's great. And the high-fiving. And she went, oh, you know, she said, dad, I'm a little scared. Because it was like, you know, a banging noise. And I said, that's okay. It's okay to be scared. But, but it really is just clouds coming together. And then she looked at me. She said, okay. And she moved on. It, it, it's really that simple in, in our psychology f- for life. And if we can adopt that simplicity... That emotion, that release of emotion, that uh, attraction to things or that abundance of things, it, it really is that simple. It's just we have to unravel the onion of us and keep unraveling and keep growing and keep learning, and keep becoming a new, but keep deciding on who you want to be today and all these type of things. It's such a beautiful notion. And, you know, the, the, the Jesus book I spoke about in a previous episode, Jesus quotes many times. Jesus says, follow the children for they shall lead. And, 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 and it's true. It's really, really true. And we don't. We don't follow the children. We, we do the opposite. We don't listen to our children. <laughs> I mean, I do. But I'm saying in terms of sometimes you believe you know what's best. And which sometimes you do. But I say 99.9% of the time my, my daughter knows the best. For her, that is. She's very much... A, a living essence of the power of now and everything else and we have to kind of unravel ourselves to get back to that innocence that that level playing field of christ consciousness which children are um it's, it's that ever flowing of love and and beauty i guess okay i want i wanted to do something a little different i don't usually i don't usually dive in on like tv programs and but um, as i'm talking about books and stuff 
it's something that really resonated with me and you know and it's a, a tv show which i'm sure the whole planet's heard about squid game on netflix i guess it's it's now one of the biggest shows ever to ever exist on netflix and honestly it was it was an amazing show i mean if you haven't seen it it's pretty messed up but it but again i don't dive in on the kind of gore version of it i dive in on the the, the character development how true the manifestations are of the characters in the show. And if you look at any successful film or TV show or anything, it follows the the laws of the universe. So when a person is feeling down, upset, angry, all the type of things, their outside life is chaotic. It's the same. It resembles, the physical reality resembles the inner reality. It's the exact outward projection of the way you are feeling is, is what you are attracting to you. It's what you are creating. And that's exactly what happens in this show, you know. And just a synopsis is it's about, you know, a bunch of... It's a Korean film. And it's about a bunch of people who are down on their luck, um, severely in debt, severely unhappy, severely everything. Like attracts like, as I said. And they enter into this game show, which they don't really know anything about, but there's money involved. So... And they feel that money is going to change their outside perspective, their outside life when they don't feel abundant within themselves. Again, this is me dissecting the kind of psychology on a spiritual level. And then we kind of, I kind of get back into the notion of, well, how the fuck did I hear about the show? You know, I don't really check advertisements. I'm not really kind of in that zone. And then it's like, well, then you start, then I start diving into more questions and I have more, more questions and more questions and more questions. Was it the energy that was in the show? The energy of the act- actors, the actresses, was it the energy of the directors, the creators, the writers? Um, was it the idea? Was it the, was it so many different things? And then you're like, well, then you start diving in on the collective consciousness of what all of it involved. And then you start going even deeper. And the reason why it's so popular, this is, this is my interpretation of it, is because this is how humans behave now. And it has truth behind it. It's how we treat each other. It's how we are... Uh, you know, where, where, how we've lost our compassion, how we've lost our, our ability, ability to love ourselves, so therefore we cannot love each other. How we've separated ourselves from, from humanness, from humankind, so therefore the collective consciousness is, is separate. How we are not, we don't see each other as one, operating as one in, uh, collective consciousness, so therefore we are individually all to blame for what's going on in the outside world and this is exactly what happens in the show the deterioration of of people of life of everything in between and it's such a um a, a, a beautifully crafted and created and well thought of interpretation of human psychology and just even the visuals the 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 the, the graphics the, the the character development the the emotion, the, the, the survival of the fittest, which is the, the, the collective consciousness of most people now, is, 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 you know, kill or be killed, that kind of notion of, you know, there isn't enough for everyone, so someone has to go for it without, when there is, there's enough of everything. The earth is, if we believe consciously, collective consciously, that the earth is going to give us everything we need, we will have everything we need. And, you know, there's an example of, um, you know, Britain running out, not running out, but not having enough lorry drivers to take, you know, uh, petrol barrels or, you know, gas in America um, to fill up your car. 
So every single um, gas station or petrol station is sold out. No one can drive to work, all these type of things. And it's not that there's lack of gas. It's because, you know, stories, collective consciousness, fear has driven people. It's like, you know, when the pandemic hit, everyone rushed to get toilet paper. I'm not sure why, but they all rushed to get certain things because they, they, they were operating from a lack of, oh, we're going to run out. No, you're not. Everyone was responsible and understood the collective consciousness. There's enough for everybody. There's always going to be enough for everybody because the earth provides for everybody. It's our lack of, which is, which is disenabling us to not attract everything we want. And again, this is why I drive home the collective consciousness because we're all to blame for everything. We're all to blame. If we have a lack of thought, you're adding to the collective consciousness of lack of. It's time to change the, the notion that the universe is delivering for me because I am delivering for me. We are delivering for each other. And this is how we have to move forward. This is how we have to be. You know, love yourself, enjoy yourself, understand that you are abundant of everything. And, you know, I won't give anything away, but in the show, if you haven't seen it, it's a great show. Please go and see it. It's, it's incredible. Um, just the kind of character development and to really dive in on the human psychology and, and how we are treating each other now in society and how everything in that show is exactly how it is on the outside. Maybe not to a T of us creating these type of games and these child games and all this type of stuff, which have repercussions. But we do, we create games, we create games with our lives, games with this, with our, with our jobs, games with how we treat people, games with how we, we take and don't give, games with all this type of human psychology that we need to kind of step out of and, and be born anew within ourselves to understand that we are a gift to ourselves. One scene that really, really kind of st stuck out to me, really stood to me, is that two guys, I won't give away the kind of who it was or whatever, Two guys, one was in a place of redemption, one was in a place of, you know, passing over, I, I would say. So it's kind of, you know, life is, is done for him. And they were looking out the window and it was snowing outside. It was super, super cold. And they had a bet and it was, I don't know, it was like 11.50 p.m. And they had a bet when the clock struck 12, if, any, if anyone, and there was a homeless man lying down and it was snowing super cold, he, the guy looked like he was about to die, I guess, or, or really, you know, really suffer from from the cold weather they had a bet of if anyone would help them by the time the clock struck 12 a.m would help this homeless person and it continues and they're counting down there and they're having a heated moment heating moment watching this person kind of suffer watching this person suffer and it really kind of stood out to me and really upset me and the clock goes down goes down goes down goes down and then the clock's just about to strike 12 and then you know an ambulance shows up or someone shows up and helps the person within a few seconds of the clock striking. Now, how many times have any of us ever walked past a homeless person? Or someone asking for some change? Or someone asking for some food? Or someone asking for any type of help or whatever, and we've not, you know, consciously dismissed them, but, you know, I don't have time for this, I'm sorry, or I don't have change... Or, 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 you know, or I can't do this or I can't do that. I've done it many times in my life of, you know, it's that, that, that kind of notion of, well, if I can get out of the situation similar to what, you know, a homeless person or whatever, then you, I feel like you should too. But that's not the answer. That's not the help they need. And how many of us have done that? I mean, really, truly, be honest. And it really upset me because we do it all the time. 
and we're adding to the collective consciousness. And, you know, maybe not if you haven't got any money to give, maybe sit down and ask them how they're feeling. And this goes for me too. And I'm saying this to myself. It's that notion of, you know, oh, I don't have time. I have to be somewhere. Where do you have to be that's more important than helping someone in need? Realistically. And don't get me wrong, if you're in a rush to actually help someone in need, that's fine too. And that's what I'm talking about, human psychology. It's this, this kind of society is defined on how we treat our le- the, the less fortunate around us. And we are defined right now, in my opinion, as a pr- not a very nice society, a disgusting society. But I'm, but I'm not, fe- I don't want to feed into that collective consciousness because I want to start us being friends within ourselves because then you start attracting and projecting an energy of friendship and you'll attract friendship and then that person will attract friendship and it will create a collective consciousness of beautiful friendship and that's why we are here and there's this you know during the show there's hun- this whole notion of unworthiness i'm not worthy and that kind of unworthiness feeling is the, is, is the worst creation which has ever visited upon the human race. Like, I don't know where it came from, this, this kind of lack of worthiness, I guess, to, to yourselves. You're worthy of anything, everything. No one is unworthy of anything. And it kind of falls back into the, that, um, you know, the two emotions of love and fear. And within those emotions too, there's also sub sub emotions. When I you know when I said there's only two emotions, there is in theory two two sex sections of emotions, love and fear. And under those you have you know grief, anger, envy, which are all natural emotions too. You think about when you lose someone, you grieve. It's a natural emotion, a very natural emotion, but it falls under the fear spectrum. It's that fear of not seeing that person again. It's that fear of what am I going to do? You know, it's that fear of the way I'm feeling about myself. And then you have anger, which is a natural emotion. We all get angry. We all do it. It's when you repress anger, it becomes something else. We have to talk about our emotions, talk about our anger, talk about our feelings, talk about everything. When you focus upon something, it lets go. It disappears. When you hide it and suppress it, it becomes something else. It transforms into something else that is not healthy for you. Envy. Envy is a natural emotion, but I, again, I would put grief, anger, and envy in the fear spectrum. Jealousy is not a natural emotion. Jealousy is, is a suppression of envy. Envy is when you see someone doing great and you're like, I want that too. Let's do it. That's envy. Jealousy is, is seeing someone do great. I want that and I don't want them to have that. And you don't want to even think about how they got that or dive into the psychology of how they got or, or all those type of things that's jealousy or jealous of the of if you know we've all i've all done it i've done it jealous of your partner you know where were you tonight why didn't you answer your phone Da-da-da-da-da. that's jealousy so, such a wasted emotion you know what another wasted emotion is guilt it's another wasted emotion it's not natural it's not nat- and you know I, I go back to the children thing because what is natural to a child? All these, all the emotions that I just mentioned are natural to a child. Grief, anger, you know, envy. That's mine. I want that. Fear, fear of heights. They definitely are. I know that. And love. 
They have absolute unconditional love. And you know, it's, it, it, another thing of the, the, the kind of collective consciousness and everything that I'm diving into, as I'm reading my books and I'm watching this show, it's like they're coinciding with each other of what I'm seeing in the show and what I'm reading are basically about the same thing. Because, you know, I spoke about the collective consciousness of society and in Squid Game, they, it's like, you know, 456 people, how many people they are in this game together and they, they, they are a society. They're creating this it's almost experiment and conversation with God says what your society considered right just a few decades ago, you considered wrong today. What you considered wrong in the not too distant past, you now call right. Powerful statement. What we have to get rid of is judgment, judgment to the past, judgment to all these things. Now, don't get me wrong. I know we have Me Too movement and all that type of things, which are beautiful expressions of suppression for so long, so long, so long. And it should have been done many, many moons ago, but the collective consciousness was not there. And as the collective consciousness evolved, we become this new, this new, new ideas, new New things. The difference is we have to learn from their, our experiences, not judge them. Learn and grow. And we do that by truth. Not by suppression. Not by, not by um, judgment or judging someone or judging these things that have happened or judging whatever. We learn from experience and truth. I am myself, aware of myself, being myself. It's such a crucial quote. And I love it. It's one of my favorite quotes from Conversation with God. I am myself, aware of myself, being myself. And if you can, you can muster that and do that like every day. And when you come to a, a situation, I am myself, aware of myself, being myself. Such a powerful, powerful notion. And another thing from, from Conversation with God, everything that occurs, everything that has occurred, is occurring and will ever occur, is the outward physical manifestation of your innermost thoughts, choices, ideas, and determinations regarding who you are and who you choose to be. Act as if you were separate from nothing and no one, and you will heal the world tomorrow. Beautiful, beautiful. Like this is, this is someone I want to believe in. This is something that I, you know, I, again, Conversation with God has this whole notion on gurus and everything else. I would say this book is my guru. And we have this misconception of who gurus are and all this type of stuff, but it's such a powerful teaching is such a powerful principle i'm not saying follow it 100 percent. let it resonate with your life and i use it to my advantage in my life and i adapt it to it act as if you are separate from nothing and no one and you will heal the world tomorrow again i put to you our collective consciousness when you listen to these weekly put it out there as your collective consciousness we are now our collective consciousness everyone listen to listening to this is the attraction to this podcast because it resonates somewhere within you. you. You're not hearing this by coincidence. You're hearing this because it's the attraction to your ears. It's the attraction to you. You are the master and commander of your ship. You are the, the magnet for everything you see on the outside. And everything you feel, you, it's you. And I think I'm going to end it there. I, I really enjoyed this one, actually. Kind of, you know, I woke up today not really prepared for a podcast. Again, I'm, I, you know, tired. My mind's all over the place. I haven't really been reading much and all this type of stuff. But it came so natural to me because these, these are the things that I, I always think about. I always talk about. And again, you know, if you, if you love the podcast, I'd love for you to leave some feedback. Um, uh, Apple Podcasts would be great. Um, I really want to invite some more people on the show. So hit me up. Um, 
check out the description. Uh, have a great week. Uh, and I guess I'll see you next week. Peace.